What did I just say? Oh, no, I forgot how to start intro. <laughs> say, hey, I'm... Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, I'm Sarah. And I'm Carrie. And, and this is too, oh, drunk to... too Drunk to Trek. Trek? I, I think we're supposed to say we are Too Drunk to Trek, but both of us said this is, and then I, I tried to bail. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then, but you said it too, and here we are. Okay. okay. But, but... I thought that the we we're too drunk to trek was because we're pretty drunk what 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 Um, it's not a good episode i think we're gonna i think we're gonna go pretty fast yeah i think so that's maybe where this should start um this is not a good episode this was uh i'm i'm mostly afraid that this is what the vast majority of star trek the original series is going to look and feel like because it was a nonsensical it was boring it was overacted which i kind of i knew that part was coming in yeah you knew that was gonna happen but like especially because like they're brand new to sci-fi and i guess maybe they didn't have things to build on and that's like they're just creating this kind of whole new universe ish but it's like they couldn't think even like two steps above current and it drives me insane yeah. Yeah, they weren't even trying to be like, what will it be like? And it's like they did. The first thought was, what will it be like in the future? And then the second thought was, probably not that different. And then just wrote everything like it happened in the 60s. Yeah, and that's terrible. (laughs) Like, really, dudes? I think that other episodes are going to be better. Uh, I think we're in kind of a lull in the first season. There's a lot of low ratings on IMDb. Uh, but there's a lot of higher ratings coming our way, and I'm just looking forward to when that happens. Yeah, you know, again, it goes way back, way, way back to the pilot. Like, the first season is always rocky. Like, the, the pilot always sucks. And the first season's just rocky. It's just, it's got a yeah. lot of stupid things. You're just it's like, wow. Figuring itself out. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But eventually, um, much like our podcast, It'll be great, I bet. Get itself together, maybe. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> in in maybe this episode's defense, it doesn't need a trigger warning, even though I wrote you numerous times. Yes, that actually, I was thinking about that driving to work today. I was like, you know, <laughs> that episode was terrible, but it doesn't need a trigger warning. And proportionally so far, that's a hit. Like that, we're that's doing a win. Much. Yeah. When if I don't have cool. to come in sober, trying to be quiet while my dog's jumping on and off the bed, making his tag make noise, going, yeah. "This is future, Sarah. I'm yeah. really sorry about the sexism from 1966. Yeah. Maybe sorry don't have to this part. thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's definitely it has that going for it. But also, if the best thing that you can say about a show <laughs> is that it didn't have a trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> a show that's supposed to be super progressive yeah okay. i mean again for the time it probably was <laughs> well, let's get started okay. Right? okay yes yes so it's it starts out with them getting an earth style sos from a planet it's a third planet in the solar system it's a hundred light years from Earth. Um, there's no colonies or any sort of vessels out there that they know of that should be sending a human or like an Earth style SOS. Um, but that's what's happening. And they have kind of a couple conversations about it. And then Spock starts reading off all of these measurements about the planet. 
and he says um like the size that it is and he says it's uh atmosphere is oxygen and nitrogen um and janice notices that all of these um measurements that he is quoting sound she just says earth and then like they show it on the big screen and it's literally like a duplicate earth and that's where we're at no it it is earth it is earth it is earth there is africa there's yeah. a North America. <laughs> like, yeah. You can see the Great Lakes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like all of it. It is definitely, definitely another Earth. And so... Pictures of Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we cut through to an intro. And we come back to a supplemental. And it's uh, start date 27.13.5. And Kirk is talking about how we're seeing this Earth. And he, he says this really this line i don't know how to describe it he says it seems impossible but there it is yeah duplicate earth seems impossible but Um, there it is and this is this is legitimately not a spoiler but that is the last you will ever hear about how that's a duplicate earth it does not matter this this is kind of a this is a little bit of a spoiler because they do later talk about how they land on this planet and the time period it seems to be from um, in earth years but beyond that they make no other reference to how there is somehow way out in fucking space a duplicate planet earth it is Uh, identical a hundred light years away duplicate earth duplicate humans yeah, like every, architecture. Like. It's got well, we haven't seen the architecture yet. Yeah, but I know, that part I spoiled. Sorry. Yeah. Guys. Oh Jesus, guys, we spoiled some here. We spoiled um, the architecture. But it's it's just like they're like they make this huge point to be like, oh my god, that is that's Earth. Earth. It's so crazy. It's, it's what insane. it's what's even happening here. And then they never fucking come, talk about it again. Like that's it. Mm-mm. We I think they're they're trying to like set up the story i guess like that it is another earth yeah and that's why there's the what's there but it's just like they're they they spent a lot of time focusing on this very important detail to them that was yeah. in no way shape or form important or relevant to the entire episode they yeah. never mentioned again they never no. are like how'd that happen why earth what why, happened why, why did this one look yeah, like why earth? is it like that they're just like well, let's go see what happens. Yeah. So let's go beam down there, which they yep. do. Moving yep. on. Yep. They have beamed down um, and they are in a group. It is five very prominent people. We've got uh, Spock and Bones and Kirk and Janice. Oh, four very prominent people. Yes. Um, and then two red coats who just immediately walk red shirts they're not they're not wearing coats they're not they red coats around. those are different those are, that's a different There's... uh genre era oh that's different. a different they're different either way um they separate and like you're not supposed to do that but they do uh and they say did I'm you lose your notes, notes here? No, I'm reading it. I'm trying to write, read my handwriting. I wrote most horrible conglom of architecture. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that was bones. I'm sure there was a full word there that I couldn't spell, so I just didn't finish conglomeration. it. Conglomeration of architecture is my Possibly. guess. I just wrote conglom. Either way. And then 
Kirk says something about it being maybe the early 1900s and uh, Spock jumps yes. in and says he thinks it's more mid 1900s. Oh, about I believe yeah. it is more mid 1900s. Yeah. Uh, but circa 1960s. Yeah, circa 1960s, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, they start walking through the streets and Kirk picks up a tricycle and he's like, oh, tricycle. It has no front wheel. So I guess technically it's yeah. a bicycle. But it is to the set the scene. It what this looks like is like a weird mix between an 1800s shanty town and I guess the 60s. Like there's old dilapidated cars and all the buildings. It definitely had that Charles Manson cult vibe. It, <laughs> there we go. We got there. Got there. <laughs> and a Charles Manson cult vibe to it. Yep. <laughs> not wrong (laughs) it was it wasn't great and then in the middle of it because it's supposed to be like post-apocalyptic i assume yeah and there's just this upside down tricycle with no front wheel which i think technically makes it a bicycle i stand yeah and it's like in a pile of dirt yeah for some reason and kirk picks it up and he hands it to spock who hands it to bones yeah they just all inspect it like yeah they're just like oh yeah that shit's broke okay he's like oh yeah that yeah, that shit's broke. And then he hands it to Bones. Bones is like, oh yeah, that shit's broke. He spins a wheel on it. He sets it down. And then like suddenly a crazy person just runs out of a building and starts yelling like, mine, mine. And like, like he's like attacking stop. Bones. But he's like, his hair is like drop dead Fred, but blonde hair. It's like a, oh, he's like the, the um, albino in Princess Bread. Yeah. 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 But he's like, like but his face purple, is all fucked up. Yeah, his face is all fucked, fucked up. up skin. Yep. Yeah. And he comes out and he is just like screaming, mine, 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 mine. He's yeah. very angry that they he touched is. his tricycle. And, and then uh, Kirk runs back and just starts punching the shit out of this like being who attacked them and technically attacked. But he was basically I just want, I want to pause mine. right here. Okay. Sarah hates Kirk. He can do nothing right i'm pretty sure bones was a part of the the punching in some way i, reform. I, I think he, he might have no, like held the monster janice I'm, is hiding behind bones they're in the background well maybe it was spock because i don't okay. think kirk it definitely was not just kirk somebody else punched the monster it but was probably in, spock it, but in then. sarah's brain it's only kirk because he is a monster um in sarah's notes it's only kirk it says kirk punches him a bunch yeah, but I, I'm pretty like, sure somebody else did. I'm pretty sure he wasn't yeah. alone. Um, and Janice is just it. like cowering. She's like holding on to bones. Yeah, she's like, from behind, behind him. Yeah, like, and there's there's a like you can see one arm is wrapped around his arm, and then the other arm is like by his waist. Like she yeah, is like around his like body. Like yeah, she's, she is full on <gasps> grasping that man for safety. I find Janice a bit problematic in this episode numerous uh, times. I do too, actually. Uh, we haven't discussed that before, but she's problematic. Yeah, I'm. I'm but not she's excited. so safe yeah. behind bones, who she doesn't she's care about. Is behind a man. Either way, yep. so um, then it actually it takes kind of a sad turn. This like um, person who was yelling mine that just got this shit kicked out of him by yep. I guess Spock and Kirk um, <laughs> starts like crying over his broken bike, and he's like asking, he's like basically begging them. He's like, "Someone fix it!" Like he's like very sad. It's really 
it makes me it makes me quite sad and then and this there- if you if you ever like go to netflix like you're gonna you just want to see what the episode looks like you want to read it for some reason they use this picture of this person that is on the ground weeping about this yeah. broken toy and it looks so malicious and scary in the thumbnail but it is definitely not that's not what happens no. like it it's is a, it's a really it's re- sad scene yeah it's it's pretty fucking sad and they start discussing how he's like humanoid but he's like he's convulsing and uh and so bones like takes out a reader and he's like testing him and then he stops moving and he's like well i guess he died but yeah, well, he, like, he says he has a seizure. They're like, what's happening? Yeah. He's like, well, he's having a seizure. He's having a seizure, yeah. yeah. Oh, and like, uh, Kirk did say at one point, we want to help. And then the guy yelled, like, liar. And he's, like, chanting, like, never, 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 like, as he's. Yeah, and he's, like, laugh. It's. I said this to Sarah on the second watch through. It is, like, one of the best uh, depictions of hysteria, I think, I've yeah. seen, in the show, at least. Like, he is definitely really upset, and he just starts laughing and saying, never, never. And he's just, like, he's, he's laughing, and then yeah. he stops laughing, and then that's when he dies. And they do they do make a note that he is humanoid, but he, it's like he has the mind of a child. Um, and then Bones starts doing more readings, and he's like, this doesn't make sense. There's, like, a, a metabolic reading that's saying that he aged, like, centuries in just the past couple minutes. And so, like, that was strange. So they start, like, investigating more. And as they're doing that, they hear, like, a door shut. And they, like, mm-hmm. turn around and they, like, follow the sound of the door shutting. They're in- they're investigating inside this house because they go in. And there's, like, this old piano. <laughs> Carrie mm-hmm. and I aren't, we're not quite sure what happened here. But, like, for some reason, Kirk, I'm going like, to air on the side of science. Science. Spot. Yeah. Fuck. Spi- yes. Science would make the most sense. So Kirk looks at a piano and he says, how old is this? And somehow Spock's just like, uh, it's about 300 years old. And like, I, he has a reader in his hand. So like, I'm guessing somehow he like ran the reader over this piano and was like 300 years. Which is technically yep. important later on, but I yep. don't know how he knew. <laughs> looks like 300 years. It's, it's gotta be. It's about that. Yep, gotta be. So, um, after after all this, they like they notice somebody's in. They hear something from like a closet, and so Kirk like runs over to the closet and he's like, "Come out! We we mean you no harm." And he opens the closet and there's this. I'm gonna call her a girl. She was. Yeah, it's definitely debatable. She's like, I'm gonna guess she was in her late teens. Like she. She had no, so it, it looked like she was wearing a dress from like the Joanne Fabrics 60s, where there's like a flat panel that goes down front. It's so like the can't... simple patterns. Like... Yeah. And it's just like a flat, like cape thing that goes in the front. So you can't tell if somebody has boobs or not. Yeah. Because she definitely did not have boobs. And that's why they were like, you know what? You could probably be a 15 year old because You're you ain't got woman. boobs. Yeah. But even so... 15, I think is too old for like female puberty right like that would be when she gets her period she should be like 13 oh yeah well did we know we didn't know that <sighs> yet but like that's okay no no, no like 
in science in the 60s, oh. were we aware of when a girl starts actual puberty versus when she got her period? I'm not a scientist. Yeah, in the 60s. In the I don't 60s know. Or <laughs> yeah. in the 2020s. I mean, it's definitely, I, I can assure you, um, it definitely starts around 10 ish yeah. is when girls start their, their late. They're yeah. when they become a woman. No, fucking goddamn you! I hate you. <laughs> no, what? Are, sorry, we'll, I'm so. We'll talk about that, that later. I guess they don't actually like point that out though. Is period starting when they start the actual adolescence, or is it when the period starts? Period? Yeah. Because those are very different things. It's true, and they can be very different depending on a child. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay, it it could, we'll get into it, guys. Yeah. Anyhow, so she's, she's supposed to be a a child, but she is not. She is yeah, like bordering on adolescence. Bordering on adolescence is what yeah. she's yeah the age she's supposed to encapsulate. Um, yes. and she's she's literally in the closet crying like, "Don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! Don't hurt me!" And instead of like backing up and giving her some space, I know I hate Kirk. I know it, Carrie, but you don't have to say it because I know you're going to. He coerces her out. <laughs> Coaxes. Coerces her Coaxes. Out. <laughs> and uh, he like leads her to a chair and Janice sits her down and like they're like trying to soothe her. And Janice is very much a part of that. And she's just like, it's okay. Like everything's fine. Um, and we're not going to hurt you. We won't hurt you. Yeah. The girl is like obviously terrified. So while Janice is soothing her, Kirk sends Spock out to investigate further. Like, is there anyone else mm-hmm. on this planet? Like, what's going on? Um, and then Bones makes a comment. He's like, I wonder why she's terrified of us. Like, what could have happened to her to make her so terrified of us? And I don't know. She saw Kirk first. <laughs> I don't know. Kirk was there. <laughs> I'd also uh, be terrified. So, I do want to point out, just for the record, I think Kirk is trying to be maternal or paternal in all of these interactions that they're having. Like, I think that's in his dumb Kirk brain. He's trying to be like, oh, tiny child, you need a strong man hand. Fatherly. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's what. Just like in Charlie X, I think that's what is supposed to be happening, but Kirk does not have the depth to pull that off. No. Oh, God. William it, Shatner it, does not yeah. have the depth to pull that off. Oh, so it just, it does definitely come across in a different Creepy. way. Yes. Is that the word you mean to say? Yes. Was, okay. <laughs> that was right. That was right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. It was terrible. Sorry. Okay. So um, we jump to the street where Spock is investigating and you see like a hand behind some like foggy glass and it's like, I guess, cleaning a circle. In yeah, I think glass. it was dirty because remember they've been not cleaned for 300 years. So they yeah. were. Well, we don't know that yet. Dirty. But but we do know oh, the right. piano is 300 years old. Yeah. So it's just a dirty window and, and you see like a, a childish hand like reach up and like clean a circle in it and Spock's outside the circle and he seems to like notice that this happened and he like starts walking over to the window and the kids all like run away and hide and Spock comes and investigates the circle in the window and then we jump back to the girl in the house and at that point she's explaining to them um that she remembers the burning and all this stuff that the grups did and I actually do have a little thing I want to put in here I I love post-apocalyptic lingo i was thinking (laughs) about this like 
I love it when there's a post-apocalyptic setting and everybody uses different words. They do it a lot in like Mad Max and things yeah. like that. They even um, did so, it in Daybreak, which I don't know if you watched that one. It was on I Netflix. watched a little bit of it. Yeah. I watched it's, the first episode. It's not as bad as the first episode made it seem. I promise. Okay. I I'm got, to jump back in. Yeah, I kind of got obsessed with it a little bit. So, <laughs> but they definitely, they did the same thing. Like they, there were their own words evolved for the things that they had Since experienced there. and the things that they were being a part of that yeah. had never existed before. I love it. And that's, that's kind of what's happening here is these are children and their vocabulary is, uh, it's evolved into, um, they're calling, we find this out a little later, they're calling grownups grumps. Mm-hmm. And they're calling themselves as the children, they're calling them the onlys. Because they're the um, only survivors. Yeah. So they're the onlys. It's so good. I, I actually really like this part the more I think about it. And yeah. then um, she talks drunk, about like. Drunk oh. Sarah likes the apocalyptic lingo. <laughs> Even That's Sarah, what Sarah does <laughs> like it. But but yeah. Drunk Sarah realized how much she wanted to talk about it. Um, the other thing they say, she she says things, this this part I don't like. She uses the word fooly, which I'll explain the context I didn't enjoy. But it's like messing around or like playing a game with. Yeah. Um, or like playing a joke it was like a yeah. prank they called them yeah. foolies a fool. and because that's it's a foolish thing that fools fooling do someone yeah yeah and so as a child to to like make that sort of evolve to a foolie actually makes a lot of fucking sense it does and then there's another one she's like the i think she said the before time she did she yeah crazy because i know for a fact that i called before like i currently am using the before time as lingo for before covid <laughs> yeah like, because you're developing yeah. a post-apocalypse i always like, i associate it with with a uh, south park which is the long ago in the before time oh um, <laughs> well and there was the awful time or something like that that they said the yeah awful, she had the a, awful. she had a couple of them that she used awful she's i think she said awful i wrote awful things but i feel like it was more yeah. than that no, that, um, that was, I think that was because she was talking later in like a sequence of like, oh, yeah, there was she more time after, after yeah, the awful things, after the awful things, then yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's, it was, it was actually that part I do enjoy. Um, cool. Either way, she's explaining to it them. It does not make this episode good. Do no. not misinterpret us. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just trying to be positive. I'm trying to work yep. positive in there. You've done a great job, Sarah. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. Cheers uh, to you. Ed, <laughs> cheers. I'll drink too. So um, Janice realizes that as she's calling them the grups, um, she's like, oh, she means grownups because she says like, because all the burning and terrible things that you did. And then Kirk says, we didn't do any of that. And she's like, the grups did it. And she realizes she meant grownups. And then she she says this thing because like Kirk says, you know, that's that's not us. We didn't do it. And she says you got a foolie and you want me to play. And I, I didn't like it at all. No, no. Sarah, she did not, Sarah did not point this out the first time, but the second time she was like, I don't want this. I don't, it sounds no, so thank you. dirty. Yeah. I got a foolie. I, I know how to play. You, you got a foolie yeah, and you, you want me to play. It sounds like a foolie. It sounds, that sounds like, like it. it sounds like a Lady Gaga lyric. Okay, well, if, it would be way better if this wasn't the Lady Gaga song. Yeah, but that's you what it sounds like. You want me to play. You got a foolie and you want me to play. 
Can we're gonna talk to you later about some stuff because you had you got a fully and you want me to play a song. You're gonna be such a good song lyric. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, moving on. We'll talk about that later. Yep. Um so they're they're kind of putting together that something obviously happened to the adults of this world. And, and real she, bad. Yeah, real bad. And she claims that they they got sick. And they died after the awful things. Mm-hmm. I think it was Bones kind of was like, you think it was a plague? And they were like, well, it kind of sounds like it. Um, and they're talking about how there's still children left because it didn't affect the kids. And they Kirk says, like, how many children? And she said, all there are, which I also think is great because, like, that's yeah. such a good response. All there are. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's, them. that's how many there are. There's all, all there of are. them. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's just such a like a child's response. Mm-hmm. And Kirk asks her what her name is, and she says, My name is Miri. And he, uh, Carrie says he's being paternal. I just got super creeped out. I like, think he's trying to, I don't, I think he's trying to like make her feel special and comfortable, which is creepy in its own way. But I, I can imagine a teacher doing the same thing. To a very distressed child like try to make a connection of some sort yeah and i just don't again i don't think that a william shatner has the depth to do yeah. any of that shit and b that in the 60s there were like proper techniques to do those things so i think yeah. that kirk captain kirk has nothing to work with and it doesn't end up good <laughs> it, it ends up like this i wrote it down he says pretty name for a pretty young woman and she goes pretty and he goes very pretty and i didn't even exaggerate any of those things that's like, uh-uh. what it fucking said that's what it says <laughs> very so pretty he's like i guess trying to like kind of calm her down and get her to i guess be more agreeable for the information that he needs and we jump forward to spock who is still investigating the streets and he wanders down an alley and you hear like this loud sound from above and he looks up and he goes, guards! And then he's like looking around to figure out what it was and these two red shirts come and run up to him. And then he goes, cover me. And he starts like walking up this very old, like I know everything here is old. He's like, walking up this old rickety ladder. Yeah. And- I First of all, like if the piano was 300 years, there's no fucking way I'm going to get on a goddamn ladder no fire escape like it's yeah it was yeah and those those go to shit like we've seen plenty of movies where they neglected them for like 20 years and and they collapsed yeah Yeah. fucking spock illogical yeah seriously um he starts walking up that and then you hear like this creepy chanting and he like jumps down and they're like they start following the chanting and like like they're walking further in this alley and like rocks start falling on them so they like push themselves up to the building and there's like just so much creepy chanting i I feel like they're going are they going na 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 they don't they they say yeah 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 oh because kids today go na 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 but in this episode all of that sound is yeah 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 it's creepy. <laughs> it's so fucking creepy. Because it's well, all like I distorted and it. away. Yeah. It's not. It's... Oh, oh, oh. So creepy children. Kids chance. are fucking creepy. 
And they go, they're like trying to follow it, but like they, they end up looking past this alley and there's just no kids. All they hear is chanting and no one will come out. So we jump back to the house and Spock is explaining this all to Kirk. And he's like, there's lots of children, but we couldn't get, we couldn't get close to them. And then Kirk explains to him, like Miri said, these are all children like her, like that are still here. And he goes back over to talk to Miri to get more information. And he's trying to write what I wrote or read what I wrote. Are you going to write what you wrote? I'm going to write what I wrote. Kirk asked Miri to take him. Yeah, he asked her to take him to the hospital. The buildings where the doctors worked. Yeah. Um, And she's like, I remember this place, but it's not like a good place. Yeah, that's the bad place. It's a bad place. Yeah. Don't go there. And then my notes are not helpful. They just say creepy stuff and grooming. (laughs) I don't like Kirk. Okay. Well, Uh, he talks about how he's infected. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. He is, he's like touching her face and telling her that he needs to go there. Um, and she, like, this is why you don't touch faces. Because then she looks down at his hand and sees that he's fucking infected with, like, whatever this purple blemish disease is. And she's, like, starts freaking out. And she's like, yeah. you have it. Like, you're yeah, a grub. You're a grub. You got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, like, he's, like, he does, like, a really serious sound and zooms up on his face, you know, because he's infected. I lights we drink. Oh. <laughs> yeah we don't we don't need to go into it because this is a bad episode so we get a um captain's log supplemental start date is 27 13.6 and they're talking about the building so she did take them to the building um mm-hmm. and it has a transmission system in it that was automatically sending out that sos that they heard they picked up and that's how they Ooh, got here i think we might have missed one thing what was it maybe maybe we didn't it might have been thought- in my creepy stuff grooming section yeah, but it, it could have been afterwards, but, like, I think that's, like, she sees his splotches, and then we learn that everybody has splotches. That's, that's just after the captain's log. Okay. So, okay. in in his his captain's log, he's talking about how it's been sending out that SOS, and that everybody on, like, all of the humans have spots except for Spock. So, Spock, Spock yeah. has no spots. Yes. <laughs> No spot. No spot. No spot. No spot. No spot. Yeah, I probably should be the other way. No spot. No spot. Yes. That's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You got no woman, no cry stuck in my head again, which is mean. In my defense, the first time is because the singing cowboy was singing it outside of my house with a harmonica. And I don't feel like I shouldn't have shared that information with you. (laughs) So sue me, Sarah. No spot, no spot. This is better. Though. I like it. This is much um, better. Can take notes. <laughs> We're doing a really good job writing you a song here. Um, yeah. Ooh. So uh, McCoy had. Oh, I can't believe I called him McCoy. Bones has what? taken Ooh. tissue samples. It's Bones. He's yeah. taken Bones, tissue samples. Bones calls down some better equipment. <laughs> yeah, he he calls. He wants more equipment, like better equipment, because even. In the 60s, he knew that you needed really good medical equipment um, to to work with things like tissue. And definitely and not equipment from the 60s. <laughs> yeah, you needed something better than that. I just realized that. Like, that was all the equipment that was current and up to date and so great for medicine in the 60s. And he's like, no, I need no, 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 no. Yeah, this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I could do better. So, uh, he... Is calling up to the Enterprise for for more equipment so he can work on these tissue samples. 
I don't know who asked this, but somebody said, Bones, why do you think there's no spots on Spock? I think it was Kirk, obviously. Obviously. Because no woman would be talking right now. No. Uh, which leaves Kirk. And then he says, they must not like green blood. And Spock's like, <laughs> good thing I don't have red blood like humans. Spock's not all the way human. And now we really know about his. Yeah. And I just like how weakness. Bones is like, oh, oh so, so green blood. <laughs> Spock's green like. blood. Uh. Remember that yeah. one time y'all were dying because fuck you and I wasn't? Fuck you? Fuck yeah. you. Uh, here's the thing. I I was trying to give Bones the benefit of the doubt, but I'm fairly certain they're making him super racist against he Spock. He is absolutely fucking racist. Dude, I don't like it. Like, just because Spock has some Vulcan in him, like, he has saved your fucking He is, so for the record, time. he is speciesist. He is probably not racist. He's probably speciesist. Yeah. This is not great to be on like a star fleet that's going to explore the universe. I think and that, obviously going to come in contact with alien life. I well, considering he is half human and half Vulcan, we have come in contact with human life with with non-human life. Like it's happened. Can do it more. And if he yeah. like treats this Starfleet like officer, this? yeah, like that, like somebody who is half human. Starfleet officer who's obviously gone through the same regiments, the same everything. And again, I keep pointing this out. We're supposed to be the pinnacle of humanity. <laughs> like this is where yeah. supposed to be. But he's he takes every chance he can get to be like, <laughs> Vulcan douche. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a bit annoying. Like it is yeah. like I understand that Spock's not a different race, he's a different species. It's it translates to racism. It Even does. Even though he's still white and Spock has a higher bill in the cast, in the intro. Oh, in he the, does. He's in the intro and no one else. And then he has a billing in, in the <laughs> intro. He has any billing <laughs> in the intro. He's got one. <laughs> yeah. So take that. He's still a white dude, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's so Either crazy. Way. Like, he, yeah. like any chance he gets so far, Bones yeah. is always like, oh, that's right, half-breed. That's, oh, right. that's right. Vulcan. Mm. Yes, don't you have green blood? Either way, it's very much that situation all over yep. again. Yep. Um, and Miri like grabs Bones's hand and he's got like a splotch on it. And she's she points out that it, it spreads really fast when you're grups. Um, so she's basically saying like you're really old, which yeah. he is. So they are. I get it. And then we move on to Spock, who is life prolongation. Yeah, uh, he's talking about how all of this seems to have happened about 300 years ago. And he's he's trying to figure out why this is isn't happening to the children. Because like he's like going through like logic in his head. He's like, children become adults. And this seems to be affecting adults. And he said he like walks over to Bones and he says, Hey Bones, like it's like glandular changes at puberty right and bones is just like yeah, yeah you know that duh. of course you know that like why are you asking me and then spock's like is it possible that they get this disease in puberty and then like rapidly age and die maybe? Like after know. these glandular changes that you know so much about yeah. I'm like, just asking questions. I don't know why you're so accusatory. Yeah. And then he's like, no, this is illogical. Like it doesn't it doesn't follow. Like, how is this 300 years ago and there's still like children on this planet? Yeah. He says something at some point about like how do they carry on? 
Yeah, how does it has line carry on? Yeah. And then they uh Janice is wondering something a little bit different. She says, if she's like this like wild animal, because they're also talking about the children being like basically like feral, she's like, Why would she want to stay with us? And Kirk's like, I don't know, curiosity, and then one of the uh, other guys is like, she has a crush. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're grooming her, you fucktard. Yeah. I think it was Spock, and he's like, she's developed feelings for Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says there's other emotions at work. It was definitely Spock. And then, ugh, it's just gross. And then he says, she's becoming a woman. Yeah, she's <laughs> becoming a woman. I hate all turn. You don't like that phrase <laughs> like it's- i i personally have sorry if you can hear my chair squeaking so much um when when i got my first period my aunt tried to have a you're becoming a woman day and oh. i don't know if there's anything more mortifying than having uh somebody who is like heavily involved in their church she eventually became a lay pastor like try to celebrate your journey into womanhood like it was so embarrassing. There is, I, I can't actually think of something in puberty that was worse than my aunt having a "You're becoming a woman" party for me. I'm so. like hanging my head in embarrassment for past Carrie. That would be. I know, and I was like so weird hard. already. Like I was already having a hard time in life, and then that happened. And so what I did instead of like celebrating my womanhood. I just felt real bad about it. Like, so becoming a woman, you shouldn't use that term because first of all, um, a woman becomes because she becomes. She yeah. decides at some point in her life that she's a woman, whether she started biologically as a male, whether she wasn't sure for a while. At some point, a woman decides, I am a woman and I'm going to be a woman. You doesn't don't necessarily have to be because of your period. Yeah, you don't just become a woman because you get your period because you can make fucking babies. Like, that's so awful. Ugh. You become a woman because you decide you're a woman. Ugh. It's a complicated subject, basically. And I didn't like that Spock said it. She's becoming it, a woman. She's becoming a woman. It's like, uh, she's having her, she's having puberty and thoughts and feelings and things she's oh, oh, ugh, don't say that <laughs> either way we move to spock and he's running some tests and calculating out basically how much time they have left and my notes are just like info boop info boop because he's like saying all this stuff and entering it in and talking with the enterprise like jim walks by miri and he has like a towel in his hand and he hands it to her and he says like hey can you clean that desk over there for me and he gives her like a creepy little smile which carrie says i shouldn't find creepy but i do <laughs> Well, what I think is happening, and I thought this, the, even the first watch through, is I think he's trying to keep her busy, yeah, and he makes- knows that she has a crush on him, and so he's just trying to be like, oh, sweetie, can you, like, do this thing so that you're not listening to what we're saying? What we're about to say, which yeah, she is, like, by the way. She's 100% yeah. listening. And to that's them, when so. she was, like, staring down in the funnel. She was definitely just listening to them, so. Oh, yeah. He's, there was literally a part. She's just, like, looking at a funnel. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that's what she does. She's just, like, staring at a funnel. <laughs> funnel. And so I think he's trying to keep her busy because he kind of knows that she's got this schoolgirl crush on him. Yeah. And he's, at this point, this is when 
to me, the relationship becomes very manipulative because he starts doing things to get her to do, do what, what he, he wants. wants. Yeah. Like at first, it's pretty paternal and he's like, hey, just all you're safe here. It's fine. But he figures out that she has a crush on him. And then he starts using that, like, Ugh. to get her to do stuff. And that's weird. It is weird. So, either way, that happens. And then he walks over to Spock, who's discussing his findings. And he says, it looks like these kids haven't been aging like we have. Like, they've been aging, like, one month every hundred years. And they've been here, like, 300 years, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, driving them insane he he actually uses the phrase they're immensely old mm-hmm. <laughs> and then bones realizes that like they're turning into grups very like accelerated like they're they're very quickly aging once they hit puberty so like puberty on this planet means you're gonna die kirk just makes this ridiculous statement which is basically um they're children even if they're immensely old <laughs> like thanks kirk thank you for that i hate I hate this because yes, they're still children and yes, they're immensely old, but like the real point is they have not matured past childhood. Like it doesn't yeah. matter if they're 300, like they don't, they're, they're still uh, like six through 12. Like they're yeah, biologically, more, they haven't gone through no, puberty. Like they mentally, physically, yeah. they haven't had like the life experience that, that would like give them character or i mean they've had some trauma i guess or whatever Oh, trauma for sure yeah they got that in spades but like they are definitely a hundred percent regardless of how old they are children absolutely absolutely. even bones was like that that creature that attacked us that was a child like not long ago like even he recognizes it and he's a racist a speciesist i'm sorry yes he's a speciesist and then kirk calls miri over um and he takes her by the hand i think he's like he's like trying to get more information out of oh he leads her out the door i don't know like he has like an idea and he takes her by the hand and he's like hey we're gonna go talk about my great idea where you're i think he's like thinking you're gonna lead me to all these other children yeah he's he's pretty much like won't you take me to them? Yeah. And she's yeah, like, okay, oh my God, I totally will because I mm-hmm. so love you. Mm-hmm. We're so in love and we're going to make babies and stuff. Oh, no, cool. they're not. <laughs> yeah. So he definitely like, he definitely like th- throws on this uh, like charm. He puts on though. the charm, which you should not do with a child. Ugh. No, it was, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so and then um, Spock is talking to Janice and she's like, that little girl. And he says, is 300 years older than you are, Yaoman. And then he goes, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Think dumb. about it. It's we like- talked about this before in the second watch through. We were like, yeah. it's like that one real fucking stupid person on your Facebook that's like, the pyramids couldn't build themselves. Think about, think about it. it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Shut up, dickbag. You're so- dumb. Stupid, stupid fact. Think about it. Think about <laughs> it is what, e- like, it's okay if you say it when you're really stoned. I, I think that's fine because logic makes no sense. It's fine. Yeah. But as, like, a sober human adult, <laughs> you should Most never logical date. human adult yeah. 
the lo most logical grump in this entire episode. Don't tell me to think about it. <laughs> like, think about it. No, I fucking won't. No. Fuck off. Jumps over to this, like, conference of, I'm gonna call them children, but one of them is definitely <laughs> not a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and his name is John, and he looks like suspiciously like John C. Riley. And I know that there weren't any psychics back then because psychics aren't real. But yeah. if there were, they named him John because he looks like John C. Riley. Yeah. Um, if an Esper. If an Esper was there. Uh huh. <laughs> so mom was um, an Esper. That's all I know for sure. That's yeah. Something happened. Um, they're having like a conference and they're trying, they're like, they took Miri, like she's gone. It, it's not anything super important that they're talking no. about. He's saying like, this isn't a game, they're dangerous. And then this kid with really big teeth is like, John, like Miri's with Kirk outside. And he's like pointing it out. They, they have like, a whole conversation, but I really don't know that it needed to be repeated. They, uh -huh. they all hide because Miri's with Kirk outside. And then mm -hmm. like they... Miri and Kirk enter the building where they were having this huge conversation about how Miri oh. was taken away. Also, this is important to me. The okay. leader of this child group is also 13 or 30. He he is he like is absolutely the definition of 13 or 30. Or he 30. looks he he kind of looks like a child, but also he looks like a full grown ass man. Oh yeah. Like it, John he C. Is, Wiley. He is eleven years younger than William Shatner. Just mm -hmm. let that sink in. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was I was hard to buy that his balls hadn't dropped yet. Is where I'm at. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you're not wrong. Kids hide. I, yeah. My notes actually say he's basically 30. So either way, they've all gone and hidden in this room that they were in where they were having this conference. And uh Miri and Kirk walk in. And they're like looking around and suddenly Kirk gets attacked. It's like a muscle tussle. And there's this old woman. Well, we see, we see like they're just standing there in the middle of the room. And then yeah. in like a doorway, there's this like blonde slight woman with all the pox. I don't, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. Purple, they're like purple, purple pox. splotches. Yeah. But she has like this really shitty blonde wig on. It's very stiff and terrible. And she just jumps on Kirk and starts attacking him. Like, yeah, it's for... like a very sudden muscle tussle. Yes. I, Which we didn't I think... actually drink for, but we should have. We should have, probably. I'm going to drink for it now. I Good plan. Me too. But I also think... <laughs> I also think that we didn't drink for this because at this point, Carrie and I were like, I don't even want to take more notes. I hate this episode so much. <laughs> yeah. The, I I think I got there before page two. Yeah. Honestly. There's so this much. Is a, this is a really stupid episode. Yeah. There's yeah, things so about it I like and most of it I don't. Like if it had all been about the children on the planet, I would have been so into it, but it mostly wasn't. Um Kirk takes out his phaser after his muscle tussle and he like shoots this what looks like a a very old woman with like blemishes all over her face and she dies and he's like I don't know why she died like and she was only a little older than her and she starts like crying and she like hugs Kirk in her like trauma. It's just so sad. Like oh She's only a little older than me. And now she's mm. dead. Kirk, Kirk, what do I do? So, and then we changed scenes. Did did we talk yeah. about how he had the phaser set to stun? Yeah, he did have the phaser set to stun, but they killed her, her anyway. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I just them as I was kind of fast forwarding through all of that because I I don't care about it's all stupid okay all right continue we fast forward to Spock who is in the lab again and he's like talking about the main scientists whose information they're using and he's like well we should probably disregard the last few entries because he was like so far degraded Mm -hmm. he even kind of says that yeah, it's in his notes. Like, I'm I'm yeah. going mad now. I'm so. going crazy. So maybe don't mm-hmm. listen to me. So mm-hmm. he's trying to use the information he has to build a time frame to for how long they everyone else on this planet has before they go crazy as well and destroy each other. And I think it's Bones is like, we'll all kill each other and then the last one will destroy himself. And I just sort of yeah. go like, or you'll just all go crazy and die. <laughs> yeah, like they don't seem to... <laughs> I don't know, that guy seemed to be doing pretty well before he yeah. had a seizure about a broken tricycle. Yeah, he was seriously. actually pretty fine. So um, yeah. but, but he's uh Spock is realizing that these children are con- they're contracting the disease in puberty, and he's saying that Miri is nearing that point. She's probably only got like five to six weeks left. Um, and it's even less for uh everybody else there. And how Spock carries it, so he also can't go back to the ship. So no one's going back to the Enterprise. That much is known. And Kirk's like, how much time do we have? Then Spock gives him some more information about it. And he's like, no, but really, like, how much time do we have? Like, are you sure your calculations are correct? And he says, I think we have, like, seven, or I guess, like, he gets a call from the Enterprise. Sorry, guys, I forgot this part. And the Enterprise is like, the, according to the calculations you sent, 175 hours is what the computer is saying. And then Spock looks at Kirk and he goes, seven days has been verified. 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 They got a week to figure this out. And we go to a captain's log. It's a supplemental. Uh, they are on the second of their seven days. Enterprise is standing by, but thus far they have found nothing. Then all of a sudden Bones goes, I found it. It's nothing. He literally found some documents, and about half of them are useful. Um, yep. And then Kirk's like, "This was not them. a eureka moment." Even no, though he <laughs> presented it as such. Yes. It was not nothing that at all. Nothing useful happened. No, uh, we did get we got a pretty good line out of it. They give these documents, and Kirk's like looking through them, and he's like, "Okay, so we have like the information basically on how to build this vaccine." It didn't work then, so I need you guys to recreate everything they've done, but do it right. Yeah. And Bones is just like, it's so good. He says, that's all, Captain? We have five days. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. This is a great idea. Go, go, yeah. go, go, go. Go, team, go. Just, just to, like, you know, redo what was wrong 300 years ago and do it right this time within mm-hmm. seven days no in five cool. days it's cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool cool oh yeah five days now so yep. we then start hearing like this creepy kid chant and like I, bones and i curtains. do i want to oh. interrupt one thing yeah. just because yeah. we talked about it before uh before they have this adult conversation Kirk has Janice take Miri for a walk because again, oh. we're not allowed to have Miri hear things and Janice doesn't need to be a part of an adult conversation either. She wouldn't be. So that's like, because we talked about how he kept distracting Miri. And so I feel like it's important to bring that up when it happens. And he definitely did that. He was like, Hey Janice, can you take Miri for a walk? And she's like, yeah, totally. I'll do that. And then they leave. And then all the adult conversation happens I'm glad and, you wrote that down because I did not notice. 
And then the creepy children happen. Yeah, so creepy kid chant. They leave the room to investigate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love it. So (sighs) then John breaks in through a window and he like runs around and he like grabs the communicators and he runs and he jumps back out the window. And then they get back to the lab and Spock's like, the the communicators are gone. And Bones is like, we need the computer. Like we need We need those. No shit, Sherlock. It shows a really serious faced Kirk at the end of the scene. That's like, our communicators are gone. And so they're still working on everything. They have three days and seven hours left in this Captain's Log supplemental where he's talking about how all of the food on the planet is low. They've been doing some, I guess, inventory of that. Um, there, there was only like a couple of months left, which I find very convenient that they got there. I know. hundred right? years into the future. <laughs> and then they just suddenly don't have enough food. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Like, really? I how long realistically are beans gonna last yeah not that long no everybody in the room is grumpy right now except for spock who is basically fine he's his normal level of grumpy um and i just like at this point they're like four days into quarantine and they're already biting each other's heads off (laughs) like yeah four days i've done really well i want to point that out I feel like we should take this as a pride point. Like I, it took me like a month before I started feeling real twitchy (laughs) about shit. Like a month. And they've been together for four days and they have not started going mad yet. Like I know that they have this disease, whatever, but they definitely like, they got seven days. I think they say later that five days is when the madness really strikes, but they haven't been together that long. They're just being real shitty. They're they just, just are... getting grumpy. Like they yeah. just Kirk says, like, have you found it yet? And he's yeah. making very dramatic pauses. Yeah, he and like then... pushes bones. Yeah. And Bones is like, you wanna take a crack at it? Because yeah. Bones is just also just had enough. They're and all then, done. Yeah. And so Kirk walks by Janice and he like accidentally knocks the beaker out of her hand i don't know if it's accidental he no it's not there's no way that he needs to be that close to her yeah like that is definitely like a man on a subway man spreading because yeah there was room for him to not smash into her and he made his choice and he chose to smash into her and knock the beaker out of her hand and it breaks and then she's just like no like fucking no and she's so mad she cries yeah, she just like starts screaming no and crying and leaves the room, which yeah, it's it's a bit over dramatic, but at it the was. same time, I've also, also felt that not, way. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think like the better choice would have been for her to be like no, and I've been oh. like you fucking apologize, you piece of shit. That but that's not what she does. She like yeah. turns away and like runs sobbing out the door. Yeah, or and he, whatever. Of course, follows her and then miri kind of follows them both and she watches this whole next exchange happen where uh janice is standing in the hallway and she's crying and kirk's like hey buddy what's up and she's like grabs her the collar of her dress and pulls it to the side and turns around i'm doing this by the way i am full-on trying to show you guys my chest right now like she did uh, just like pulling her collar away to show like this 
blemish on her chest and she's like look at me yeah her head goes like proportionally directionally opposite opposite of the blemish it is very intense oh yeah look at me and then she says back on the ship i tried to get you to look at my legs captain and then she's like crying some more and she goes look at my legs and then he like looks down at her legs and she's got like spots on them and she's like trying to cover them with her covers them up and they're definitely yeah. just, they're pox. It's all pox. Yeah, she's just covered Purple in poxed. These, She's covered in these spots. And he, like, yep. gives her a hug, I guess? No, this is one of the more awkward scenes that they've had in the show. Yeah. Because, like, they have repeatedly showed us that there is this, like, underlying attraction and affection between these two people. And that Janice is kind of in love with... Kirk and Kirk is kind of love Janice, but they're not allowed to do anything about it because, you know, they're Starfleet officers or whatever. And so he's, they're hugging, but he's just like legit pat, 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 pat. Yeah. Pat. He's like, he, he just pat her. Like, patting. It's like and they show 10 times these pats, like pat, 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 pat. My, my note is he hugs her less convincingly than he hugged the racist half of himself. Like, the rapist. Oh, that's rapist. what I meant. Well, yeah, yeah rapist. Because yeah, he definitely, he's like... He's also as, a little racist, though. He's speciesist. As it, we saw in The Enemy Within, he definitely, like, passionately, right or wrong, he was very passionate about his, like, holding Janice. And in this episode, he's just like, uh, uh, pat, 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 pat. Like it's like on the Liz bar. Lemon in... Um, 30 Rock. Rock. Yeah, and I haven't actually seen this episode, but she's vomiting into a toilet, and the other guy comes with a broom and is like patting her head with a broom. It has that same kind of emotional uh, gift to it. Where sounds wonderful. That sounds way better though. <laughs> it, it was it was so awkward. It made sense, but this was yeah. just terrible. It was so okay, bad. Yeah, no, it didn't uh, make sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. Um. Either way, Mary sees all of this happen and she's kind of upset in the background. So, you know, something's going to go on there. And then Bones is like, I found something. And but you don't know what it is, really. He's kind of like talking about it. And he's like, there's a chance, you know, that we could figure these things out. And people are happy. But uh, Mary is very jealous still. And she kind of like leaves the room as we get like this good information that Bones found. Yeah, like she she's not excited about it. Mary has been watching the that very convincingly emotional interaction between Kirk and Janice, and Where so Kirk she barely gets, hugs her. Yeah, so she just gets like she watched the, uh, the there was another one I think earlier where they were talking, and what I've noticed in the show is that Janice's job is to stare longingly at Kirk. Ugh. Even though Bones is the one that always like takes care I know. of her. Always, Bones is always the one in the two episodes that we've seen them interact. Bones is the one that is like holding her and clutching her and making her feel safe. She somehow is still like longingly staring at Kirk the whole goddamn time. But so that's what Miri sees, and she's just like, Oh, that bitch. Like, what? 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 Yeah, it, it is what it is. She's going through puberty. Let's like just give her a break. Yeah, at 19. Hormones. Yeah. yeah. And they're like chemically fucked up hormones too. Cause Oh yeah. Everything's fucked up on this planet. 
We jump to Miri having a conversation with all of the kids. And she's like telling them that she's been listening to the Greps and that she knows what they've got to do. Uh, the Greps have very little time. They're in Janice. They need to get Janice away, basically. And she's like, she's always asking about the little ones. Like, what do they eat? Where do they sleep? So I'm basically just going to tell them. Who takes what- care of them when they get yeah. hurt? Who mamas them? Who's the mamas? So she says, I'm just basically going to tell her that one of them is hurt and she'll come to try and take care of them. And then the the guy with the big teeth, I don't know if we talked about this kid, actually. He's one of the kids we in the original season. His front teeth are as big as his eyes. But they're so big. It is. <laughs> like, I don't know how his skull can possibly grow into the size of his mandibles. I don't want to tooth shame, but like, no, no, it's just, he's just very awkward. I hope he grew out of it. He probably did. Like everybody does. Like he was just like a small kid still, but he had like all of his real big adult teeth. You know what I've learned? Fifth grade is when kids have like real fucking big mouths and their bodies, nothing else is caught up. It's only Nothing adults else has figured it out. <laughs> Nothing else has gotten there. And then eventually they all, you know, their face fills in, their yeah. things do things, they grow beards. I don't know, but it's fifth grade is when that that kid must have been a fifth grader. I have no definitely idea. Definitely a kid. He, he is had not... been a fifth grader. Yeah, he's, also he's not... not a little one though, which he like he's like, Oh me, it's like tell Yeah, that's true. Fifth grade. Me. He's in fifth yeah. grade. You are not a little one piece of shit get out yeah but he really wanted oh. to be the one that was like the bait basically yeah baby bait me, me. And and then, yeah mary's like okay you i guess you could have survived in lord of the flies fuck off yeah <laughs> basically this is their plan they're gonna lure janice out by telling her this information and then and then okay this is where uh we need can to listen again hey Kay. chris hey chris hey hey Kenneth-in, Kenneth-in, does whatever a Kenneth-in can. Bonk, bonk, Kirk on the head. But it's it's actually bonk, bonk, uh, lovey-dovey on the head. Bonk, bonk on the head, Mr. Lovey-dovey. Bonk, bonk on the head, Mr. Lovey-dovey. It is so fucked up. Bonk, bonk on the head, Mr. Lovey-dovey, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it took me a while to get there. Either way, repeatedly, the kid with the giant teeth said, bonk, bonk on the head. Bonk, bonk on the head. And, and he, anytime he says bonk, bonk, he actually has a weapon in his hand. Yeah. And like, I think it was a hammer. This one, I don't, but he's always got something in his hand and he's going, bonk, sort of bonk, 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 bonk on the head, Mr. Lovey Dovey. Bonk, yeah. bonk. So bonk, good. Bonk. Like they're calling Kirk Mr. Lovey Dovey. And uh, it's so, Mr. Lovey Dovey, by the way, amazing. Like yeah. post-apocalyptic lingo. I yes. love it. Mr. Lovey Debbie. <laughs> Mr. Lovey Debbie. So super important that we get that into whatever song the unfortunate's right for us. Yeah. And then we Which, jump by the way, uh future us say thank you guys so much for doing this for us. Yeah. It means so much. It means you, so you much to know. us that you have in fact written us this song. Yeah. And it's really good. We might even use it as part of our intro or oh my gosh, guys. I don't know. It's definitely going to be, it's going to be on the podcast. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. When it happens. So good. We really appreciate everything you've done. We love you guys. Two drinks to check. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) 
we jump to the lab and uh it looks like they have the right dosage oh no it looks like they have they don't know if it's they, yeah, they've they got don't it right know. but they don't know the dosage the That's calculations are correct they know that for sure that it will work but they have no way to tell how much they should take or should not take. And that's what they need the computers for. The computers. But the yeah. communicators are gone. And so they can't figure that out. And Kirk's like freaking the fuck out because Janice is gone. And he's like, Mary, where's Janice? And she's like, are you feeling all right? And he's like, none of us are all right. Because he's very, very Shatner. <laughs> very Shatner. None yeah. of us are all are right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, everybody's on edge and everybody's mad, and like, nobody knows what the right dosage is, and everyone's just yelling. Like, that's basically what's happening here. Bones is like, without the computers. Oh, no, this was actually, this is Kirk. Or it's Spock. This is Spock. Okay. This is the line that will be the name of the song. Spock in says, the chorus. Yeah. Spock says, without the computers. This could be a beaker full of death. Beaker full of death. Beaker full of death. Beaker full of death. It's a beaker full of death. It's a beaker full of death. Oh, so good. <laughs> I feel like maybe some days I'm a beaker full of death. I I am a beaker full of death as well. There's yeah. just some days where it's a beaker full of death. Yeah. Beaker full of death. Okay. It's so fucking good. I don't know, maybe just auto-tune Carrie and I going bigger full of death. Yeah, make it sound good. Like you just sample this and make it sound good. <laughs> I don't know. Sarah and I, and we have not done this before, but we felt genuinely inspired by this awful episode to have music made about it. <laughs> it was honestly, it was bigger full of death that really yeah. inspired us. And like there's a lot of really good lingo within this episode. Aside from the really shitty, shitty parts that don't matter. Yeah. Like, we talk about most the of the only... episode. Yeah. The, like, like, the plot. Yeah. If you just <laughs> talk about reps and onlys yeah. and a beaker full of death, it sounds They're all really poxed cool. out. Like, that's, yeah. that's solid. Pox. Don't worry. Don't worry about the plot about this. Like, yeah. let's just make a beaker full of po death. Pox over plot. <laughs> yeah. Pox over plot. Beaker full of death. Beaker full of death. Okay. Yes. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Kirk has gone back to Miri. I don't know where he went prior to that. Um Well, they're just like having a conversation now, I think. Oh yeah, he's like gone back to her to try and figure yeah. out. So he tells her that everyone that she loves is gonna die if they're not able to. I think to he's fix trying them. to convince her to take him to the other kid. Yeah, he's doing it very aggressively though. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. And so he's Oh. Yeah, he's like telling her that all these awful things are going to happen and she has to do this. Like, my notes say, stop telling women how to feel. He's, then, yeah. Like, he's just full on, like, I don't know, as an adult, and this is a child, he's being very aggressive in their interaction, which is terrible. And she's like, just kind of like crying about it. He's the he's the dad that doesn't understand that your child might not process information the same way you do. And not not yeah. just dads, a lot of times moms too. He's the parent who doesn't understand that your child doesn't process the information the same way you do. So he's like 
grabbing her head and forcing her to look at her own arm that now has a blemish on it. And he's like, you're becoming a woman. Like you need to tell me what's like, you need to take me back to the kids and convince them. Cause you're going to die. Cause you're all going to die. And it's, yeah. Like you Kirk. And she's just like screaming. No, she's like, no, like she's so upset that she's part of this. It's fucked up. Yeah. You could have explained it. Yeah. So we go back to a scene with the children after this extremely wonderful. Not scene. great. Yeah. So, um, and the kids are like, they're like chanting like, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're crazy. They're all fucking crazy. And they're playing. Well, so it's what we, they're, they're playing. The, the one guy goes, or the kid with the big teeth is sitting behind a desk. It's a schoolroom. Yeah, they're playing teacher. Yeah, and he, they're playing teacher. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And then the older yeah. kid, the 13 or 30, is like, you're playing it wrong. Oh, you're doing yeah. it all wrong. And then yeah. he, like, starts yelling at him. He says then, it should be study, study, study. Not yeah, blah, blah, blah. They're playing the wrong fully, I guess. I don't know. That's, That's not a good teacher. Teacher would be study, study, study. And so, like, Janice is tied up in the background, mm-hmm. and we see Miri walk in the door, and he's like, Miri, what are you doing here? And then he's like, don't stand in the doorway, come on in. But instead of Miri coming in, you see Kirk come in. She, and like, then, opens the door further, yeah. and Kirk is there. Yeah, that's the door. And then um, John's like, why is he here? And she's like, She's like trying to be like, hey, you need to listen to him. And she's like, tell him, Jim. And then all the kids start chanting and they're just like, tell him, Jim, tell him, Jim, tell him, Jim. I love these kids. Yeah, they're just so so fucked up. And that could also be a part of a song because they like obviously are saying tell him, Jim, but it's just like, tell him, Jim, tell him, Jim, tell him, Jim, tell him, Jim. Jim. Sounds that all blend together. It's so creepy because they're children. I love it. Blah. I love it. So uh, Kirk's like literally just like throwing kids around and he's like yelling something. And then like John's just like yelling in the classroom. That's a very bad citizen. And the kids are all just like chanting still. And then Kirk's just like, Kirk's just like, this is not a game. Like you need to listen to me. And then they start going the blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, just chanting blah 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 at him and he's like no blah 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 and then at some point the kid with the big teeth says i'm the police bonk (laughs) bonk when you're good or something he's just like i'm the police bonk bonk oh this kid is super fucking into it he is even though that's very upsetting now Oh, i'm the police bonk bonk unless you're good unless you're good bonk yeah kirk Uh, is not good Kirk is not and good. Kirk's like trying to like reason with these kids and he's like there's going to be no greps or onlys if you don't give us the communicators and then the kids are like chanting him into a corner and he's just like you need yeah. to let Janice go and give us those comms and he's like trying yeah. so hard and they're like they're like closing yeah he, they're like closing in on him he's being backed against the desk the teacher desk yeah and they are just like closing in on, and he's trying really hard to be like, Talk to them. you idiots, like, I can help you. I can make you not die or whatever, you dum-dum. As this is happening, the camera is like zooming in and it goes through like this spider web. <laughs> uh-huh. It's very, all very dramatic. So the camera's zooming in through a spider web and Kirk's getting like slowly, like, like, 
tucked into a corner by these children who aren't listening to him and they're just going like blah 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 and they're like yeah. all chanting and they just he's yelling beating. above them and they're yeah. not listening he starts they start beating the fucking shit out of him and it's yeah. so good they're as they're beating him because there's again he's a, like backed up against a desk a desk and yeah. all of the kids are beating him except for this one girl who's standing on the desk that looks like she has I called it seaweed hair, but it was like Billie Eilish hair because it's it, definitely yeah. like black and bright green. But like and a wig. It's not yeah. real. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's just like a cause because you can see her blonde hair. But she is just smiling down at him in the creepiest fucking way. Like oh, she's yeah. watching this man be beat and she's just like, cool. Uh, wait, cool. is she like if Sarah was in this episode? <laughs> Yes, actually. <laughs> she is like Sarah happily watching Kirk be beat to death. Happily maybe. watching Kirk get the shit kicked out yeah. of him by a bunch of and, children. And not trying to uh stop it. She's actually really living in this moment. Yeah. Happily. She's quite quite good about it. She loves I mean, it. Unexplicably, Kirk like somehow gets his way out of this group of children that's being the shit out of him, and he's like standing away from them, and there's a child like attached to his leg and he just like picks her up i don't know yeah she's like seven or so for some yeah, reason she breaks off of this group that has been literally beating him to what they hoped was death but i think the point is like they're children how much damage can they even do like Dude. they're kids and so uh Hopefully he picks this kid up and he's like cradling her in his arms and then he starts giving this grand speech about yeah. how they're the grubs and yeah, they're, you're they're terrible. Like and he legit like pulls a kid off a table and like throws him on the ground like rough. Yeah, like not even like that is TV violence. That that should have yeah. been listed under because it looked to me like that kid could have if somebody did that to my child, I would absolutely slit their throat. Nobody should touch a child like that. Mm -mm. It wasn't good. And it was aggressive. Yeah, and he was just like, you guys are hurting us like the grups and the blood is on your hands. And then he's like talking about how uh, he's a grup and he just needs help. Like, please, he's begging them. Then it jumps back to the lab and it's it's Bones and Spock. And Bones, Bones is, mad. He's so mad. He's like, we can't <laughs> wait anymore. And Spock's like, um, this could be uh, fatal, so we need to wait until we get the computers back. And Spock, again, is not being affected by this disease. He's no. very, as he I wrote twice, to. yeah, he's rational. Uh, Bones is getting the madness. He's getting the crises. Yeah. And Spock is like, bro, 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 bro. You yeah. shouldn't, don't, don't do anything crazy because... Kirk's going to come back. He always saves the day because he's the hero of the show. Don't worry about it. Like, just yeah. chillax. And Bones is just like, fuck you. What, what do you know? And well, he's he's mad, though. Like, and he, But he doesn't realize yeah. it yet. He doesn't know he's crazy. No, he's not there yet. Nope. And then Spock, somehow, he is like, he. you watched him, like, put the vaccine in the weird gun thing that they have and yep. like set it on the table and he's like bickering is pointless i'm yep. gonna go find captain kirk and see how he's doing and he leaves bones who's like we can't wait anymore with this obviously vaccine. mad yeah with like, this loaded gun yeah it's it yeah 
It was, it's not like, if he were really logical, he would not have done that. No, first of all, he wouldn't have left Bones to go find Kirk because if any, like, hate Kirk as you will, Sarah, he always shows up when he's supposed to. Yeah, he's gonna come back. Yeah, that's what he does. And if he's dead and doesn't come back, that... Oh, that's not what you were going to (laughs) say? No, Sarah, that is not... What I was going to say is if he's dead, it doesn't matter. Like, stay there. Oh, that too. It's like getting lost in the woods. Don't fucking wander around. Stay where you are. You're more likely to get found, Spock. Yeah, so that's not what happens here, though. Nope. And then um, this is basically like there's a meme on the internet, which I think uh, one of my friends had shared with our group. And it was basically, it was McCoy, and it said, if Dr. McCoy were here, he would have developed a vaccine for COVID already and tested it on himself, which is exactly what he does in this episode. <laughs> so he grabs his vaccine, but he has I, no idea it's right. I have not seen the show at all, but I'm guessing that there comes an episode where that actually happens, where he does test it on himself. This one, it's like he's more crazy and just refusing to listen to logic and he's just like fuck it i'm doing it technically it's this episode but he's not in his right mind when he does no he's he does not make like a sacrifice to test on himself he just doesn't want to fucking die yeah he just tries it so he just he grabs that gun he shoots himself and he has immediate regrets yeah and that's with an r-a-t-s regrets he's regretting what he did oh yeah Oh, yeah, he do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He immediately he, starts, like, convulsing, and oh, he... He's like, Spock! Yeah, he yells for Spock. He slams down on the desk, and then he oh, falls yeah. onto the ground. Spock, even though he left, like, I don't know, long enough that he shouldn't be within earshot. I think maybe <laughs> he was, him. like... Yeah, he, I think maybe he was just, like, having a, a convy with a guard out there, because they both come running in. Like, they're just, like, back in, and he's, like, like runs, like, this little diagnostic on him. He's, like, oh, he's not dead yet. And then uh, Kirk starts coming through the door, like, not very long after. And he's, like, surrounded by all of these children. And his, like, sleeves have been cut into, like, they're capes. They are cape sleeves. They, like, Like, cut them all up the inside. So they're, like, these flaps of material that come off the shoulders. And they, they look like something Liberace eventually wore. It's not white yeah. and it's not bejeweled, but it it's very Liberace to me. Yeah, it's 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 actually pretty fabulous. Like, I don't like <laughs> Kirk, but that was great. But stupid. How would he end up with like fine clothes except for somehow cape sleeves? Like, that's stupid. I don't understand it, but it's what happened. And he's like yep. talking on his intercom and he says, we have three hours and 11 minutes left. Like, keep this channel open. And then he sees that Bones is unconscious, uh, but uh, Spock is, like, holding Bones' face, and he turns it a little bit, and he's like, the blemishes are disappearing. So, like, even though he's unconscious, they're, like, fading away. And then Spock kind of just, like, shakes his head, because, like, all three of these blotches on Bones' face are gone. And all the kids are just watching like quietly not making any noise which i like these are feral children if you want to tell me they're not destroying this lab right now yeah i think you might be wrong yeah i don't like there's no chance they've just been like i'm a good kid who's not gonna touch shit i'm not gonna touch anything in here where i could touch so much stuff 
Yeah. Uh-huh. So especially considering this is the bad, like this is forbidden territory. Oh, this is yeah. the bad place where like everything is dangerous and they don't go. They've never been here before because they're terrified of it. And so they would come into this like now safe place and just be like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck I'll you. Rip it all down. Yep. Yeah. And then we get into a few things I don't like. Spock, like, Spock has been bothering me with some of his lines lately. He said, I'll never understand a medical mind. Like, somehow a fucking medical mind isn't a logical mind. That is, like, the point of medicine. Am I wrong? Well, maybe because... I really feel like medicine was just starting as sort of like a STEM discipline at this point. Maybe he was thinking that humans were tying a lot of illogical and emotional decisions into medical care as opposed to like wear a mask and wash your hands. So we're in the 60s, though. The 60s were pretty much like we'd figured like we didn't know everything yet, but we'd figured out like wash your hands, don't get blood all over everything, which took us a surprisingly long time. I'm going to try to chalk this up to like a period of the time because there is literally no other explanation. Yeah, because it had to have have made sense at the time. Like had medical have. journals, like things that are, are legitimately released, like things the CDC would tell you, like those have been like peer reviewed. They have yeah. like, there's so much that they, they go made through. it to the top. They made it to the top. Yeah. Like top. they aren't just things that a medical person said and that were completely illogical that a Vulcan wouldn't understand. <laughs> like, no, no, that's not how they got there. Despite what, a lot of Amer- a shocking amount of Americans might think cognitive dissonance. Oh my god. Okay. So either way, I don't like that part because like the yeah, whole point to me, a medical mind is a very logical mind. And I think if you take anything away from this episode, it's that if a medical professional tells you to maybe wear a mask and wash your hands and not be an asshole, that you should do those three simple things. Yeah, they're very easy. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 So, and then um, as the spots are disappearing on Bones' face, John looks at Miri and he says, is this a good thing, Miri? And Miri's like, of course. So I guess yeah. the children are happy now. Yeah, John, the 13 or 30-year-old leader. Yeah, he's cool with asking Miri if it's cool. And she's like, duh, idiot. And he listened because you should probably listen to your female friends because they're very smart insightful insightful mm-hmm. actually that's not, i don't know some women are no not, some, some of them I are am. actually fucking garbage but yeah. not me and sarah it's almost, it's almost like you can't trust people based on their gender no you know. should just listen to me and sarah because yeah. we're real fucking just, smart about it. we actually are very smart about a lot of fucking shit so <laughs> Cool. Mostly about what Spock should have said, which is yeah. not, I'll never <laughs> understand a medical mind. So, children. Beyond that. Yeah. So, we go um, back to the spaceship. Oh. Yeah. We're, we're back on the the spaceship where yeah. Kirk is, everybody's fine. Everything's we didn't fine. show any of the stuff in between, like no. anything was, that happened. Can we just talk about what it probably was, though? Like, I assume they all. Like inoculated colors of lights, yeah, and then then passed out 
separately. Yeah. Well, and I kind of put brought this up earlier. I'm pretty sure, like, eventually Bones woke up, and then he was like, oh, fuck. And then they were like, all right, my turn. And so everybody just laid down and passed out for half an hour. Like, well, I hope that they, don't. like... Hopefully, it wasn't three hours and 11 minutes later when Bones woke up. <laughs> we, have, we have no way of knowing at all. Yeah. And how much of that vaccine was in the Beaker of Death? Like, yeah, And also, you definitely can't give that same amount to, like, a four-year-old. You can't do yeah. that. But uh, thankfully, the kids have months and or hundreds and hundreds of years probably since and they did give them back the communicators so yeah maybe what happened is bones woke up and got all the info to the ship and then everybody else got the proper inoculations like because that happens like i have maybe his his was slightly yeah slightly off and that's what made him okay i'll allow that so yeah everyone else didn't pass out i'm (laughs) guessing that Bones woke up, they saw that it worked, they had the communicators, they beamed up, or they talked to the Enterprise, they got the stuff that they needed in order to, like, make sure that that's right, and then they actually, like, tailored all the vaccines to everybody, uh, from Kirk to a four-year-old, and then nobody passed out, everybody was fine, I bet. But they don't show any of this, they don't show any of this. Rich and, mm-hmm. and Janice is just like, oh, he just left those children there with a, with only a medical team. And then uh, Kirk is just like, hey, we're sending teachers and all of these things to help. I, I talked to Star Central, like it's Star fine. Central, which is definitely a Space Central is Space Central. Space Central, it's yeah. I talked to either. Way. I talked to those buddies, and they're gonna send people. That's probably gonna take like I don't know, fifty years or whatever. It's gonna, it's fine. Don't it's worry fine. about it. And then he, like, he says it, like, so confidently, but he never said, like, counselors or psychiatrists, which mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna need. <laughs> like, they're 300 uh, years old. <laughs> like, they're going to need several counselors. Yeah. So, <sighs> and then Janice says the stupidest fucking thing. Like, a man fucking wrote this line. There is no way oh, yeah. a woman wrote Miri really loved you. Like, no, she fucking no, she didn't. didn't, Janice. You know how Charlie X did not love Janice? Yeah, you, Janice, as a girl who has had girl crushes, yeah. you know that that was her first crush. And it is meaningful to have a first crush. It really is. But it is not love. <laughs> it's not love. Just like Charlie was not in love with Janice. Uh-huh. It's not. Oh, but that's what she I'm... says. Mary was in love with you. Uh-huh. And then and then Kirk says, I never get involved with older women. <laughs> Which also, as an older woman married to somebody three years younger than her, fuck you, Kirk. Maybe yeah. you should. Maybe yeah, that would maybe, make you happy. Maybe that would undo a lot of things that are problematic yeah. in your life. I mean, I it was a funny, it was like a funny joke because she's like 300 well, years older than him. But also what? What I did notice about it, though, is there was, like, I know that Kirk has long pauses. It was, like, an exceptionally long pause. Yeah, where he's just, like, looking out, not talking to her. Yeah, he's just, like, trying to think of something to say and eventually settles on, like, a stupid joke. And then they're like, onward, warp factor one. And that's literally the fucking end of the episode, guys. Remember when we said it was stupid? Oh, yeah. (sighs) The only good thing that came from this is the um, original Unfortunate song 
that actually was the best part of this episode. It's so crazy. It's bigger full of death. Uh, hey, buddies. It is Sober, Sarah, and Carrie, and we are done with that episode now. Um, we're sorry. I it was awful. That was stupid. That's what I remember. Yeah. That's terrible. It was just dumb. The whole thing is I- dumb. I actually went out and I talked to Tim right after we watched it. He was like, oh, how is it? And I was like, that was the stupidest fucking thing I think I've ever seen. Like, it was so it was so yeah. stupid. I hate Kirk. I think I've decided. Like, there's I nothing redeemable. Sorry, guys. Nothing redeemable about Kirk. He is an abusive relationship of the show. And like, he's manipulative. That's what we yeah. learned in this show is that he is really manipulative. Yeah. So join us next time. Um, we actually have our first special guest appearing on the podcast. He is a, a local business owner. He owns a comic book shop in where we live. And so uh, he is absolutely a certified nerd, far beyond what Sarah and I could ever yes. do, even together. Like he's got us a lapped. So you might actually get some real information next time. I don't know. And that is going to be Dan Mackin, the owner mm-hmm. of Docking Bay 93. And he is going to be joining us for the episode Dagger of the Mind, which looks real Kirk-centric and yeah. terrible. Which is why I thought we should have somebody that wasn't just angry Sarah <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> You're also angry at Kirk. Don't lie to me. I am, but not like deep in my soul. Again, oh. I'm coming back to the Greyjoy thing. Like, I don't feel passionate hatred towards other things like you you have shown you're capable of (laughs) i just realized that there is there is like a a a a niche that that is me and it would be a comic of kirk getting his dick cut off by ramsey i (laughs) wish it made me (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay so you just replace Greyjoy with Kirk. Kirk. And then wow. uh, mostly I'm just not Ramsey like wiggling that little sausage. Like a yeah. little like laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, yeah. thanks so much for listening. Yes. Yes. We appreciate it. Live long and prosper.